Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. The way to get better at anything is to learn. This week, Hank Wagner teaches us how to be a better fighter. As we hear from Hank, there are different kinds of categories of fighters, and being a better fighter is not necessarily about winning. It's about changing the way you fight. Let's join Hank Wagner with part one of Becoming a Better Fighter. Welcome to another PDPW podcast. I'm excited to be here and to talk to you about another topic that's connected to people. I think all people deal with this at one level or another. And uh, today, what I want to, to dig into a little bit is how to become a better fighter. Now, I know for those of you who know me, you're thinking that uh, really doesn't apply to me. And you're right, I'm not a fighter. I didn't, uh, I didn't pick fights in school. I'm not a controversial guy. As a matter of fact, I don't like strife. I don't like stress. I don't like conflict. So um, that, that would say that I'm probably not the best person to teach you how to become a better fighter. Well, what I want to do is, I guess, expand your thinking or maybe uh, get you to consider some other things connected to fighting. So... If you want to become a better fighter, and I, I think if you, if you hear me out, if you listen to this podcast, you, you're going to want to become a better fighter or at least a different fighter. And the way to become better at anything is to learn. So that's what I want to do on this podcast is give you some, some ideas to think about and hopefully engage your thinking down the path of learning to become a better fighter. So when we think about fighters, we often think about some of the greats like Muhammad Ali or Joe Frazier or Mike Tyson. Uh, we may think about some of the, the fighting movies we've seen like Rocky. Uh, there's, there's great fighters as far as boxers or martial arts. There's the UFC fighters. Then there's the the WWE guys, and I don't know if they're fighters or wrestlers or actors, but I guess we can kind of throw them all into the same category when we think about fighters. But I would, I would tell you to, to maybe even think deeper or beyond that because I, I think fighting is kind of like competition, and the objective is to win. And our world is completely filled with this competitiveness and the desire to win. It's all over the place. If we're not actually engaged as a boxer or in the arena or fighting, we're still supporting our teams, our teams. So whatever our sport is that we're watching, if we're watching on TV, and, I, and I'm not a, a huge sports fan, and sometimes I... I get some pretty deep laughs out of sitting back and watching some of these people who really get engaged in the process of watching their team fight or play to win. When a tackle is made, they'll be screaming, come on, break his leg, break his leg. They want to win at all costs. But if it happens the other way and somebody makes a bad tackle on one of our players on our team, then they get wild. So this competitiveness and this desire to win is definitely there in sports. And even, unfortunately, 
I think it follows down, or and I've seen it follow down into our children's sports. My daughter, Laura, has coached girls basketball at uh, all stages from fifth grade all the way up through college. And I never missed any of her games as she played basketball, but even as she coached basketball, we've been in the stands. And I'm appalled at how some of these parents, fans, spectators are still driven by this this desire to win at all costs. And they're mad at the referees and they're mad at the coaches and they're mad at the players and, and there's all kinds of bad language and bad attitudes when really we'd just be there, in my opinion, to support those children who are out there to have fun playing a sport they love. There's this competitiveness and the desire to win in, in gambling or card games, even friendly family board games. It seems like sometimes we get too hung up on who's going to win. The objective is still to win. Pool tables and chess matches are all played with strategy and skill. And the idea is to win. We're fighting, maybe not at the same intensity or the same level that these boxers or martial arts fighters are, but we're still fighting or trying to win. Is it any wonder why there are so many arguments today that happen between people or arguments that are drawn out and, and made to be something much deeper than they need to be simply because our culture has trained us that it's always important to fight and to win? Our little six-year-old grandson, Jackson, seems like he was... He, he, if, I don't know if he was born with this or where it came from, but he's already has this desire to win. Everything that he does, he wants to win. And everything he does with Grandpa, he wants to turn into a game. And then he gets mad if he doesn't win the game. I get it. I remember arguments as a young child with, with my dad. And my dad was sure he was right. And I wanted to prove him wrong. I wanted to be right. I wanted to win. And that comes up too often in our arguments or in our discussions, in our conflicts with family members or employees or people. So I want to give you a much different perspective in regards to fighting. See, I think there is a place to have a very strong desire to give everything we have to fight and to win. For example, in this category, if someone is, is coming with the intent on killing you. Yeah, I, I get it that very few of us are ever going to be put into that category or, or that circumstance or situation, which is awesome. But if we are, it's fight to win. Our armed forces that get into a war, get into a battle, they're in there to fight to win. That's what they train for. That's what they need to do. Some of us may face a a life-threatening disease or a life-threatening situation. And in those cases, I think it's important to fight with all we have, to fight to win. I get it, professional athletes, they're paid, in my opinion, way too much money, but they're paid to win. And in those cases, they should be giving all they've got, 100%, 
to win because that's what they're getting paid for. Outside of that, I'm not sure there's much that fits into that fight with all you have to win. Then there's this gray area. Kids' sports is one of them, I think. Where it's, yes, it's important to teach those kids to be competitive and to to give it their all and and to win the game, but that's not the most important part in my opinion, or at least it's not the only objective or shouldn't be the only objective. Maybe it's teaching them other things along with the importance or value of being good at a particular sport and winning. For example, our daughter, Laura, uh, like I mentioned, she uh, coaches girls basketball and she taught those kids much more than just how to be great at a sport. And we're going to reflect upon that uh, a little bit further on. But board games, especially family or, or, or friends gathering around a table to play board games, certainly it's, it's not worth getting in an argument about and fighting and having conflict or strife over winning a board game. Friendly backyard games. We have lots of events at our farm, at our family, and there's some people that I just, if, if they're going to come and we're going to have a backyard game of volleyball or some sport, I'm going to tell them, hey, this is all about fun. Don't be getting crazy competitive. We're not setting up brackets and getting all carried away with, with rules and regulations. This is about fun. So that's that, that gray area. And then there's a, a place where I think we should almost or maybe totally eliminate this this desire to fight and to win. Communication. Almost all of our communication is with people that does not need to include argumentative language or fighting or this desire to win really at any level. All of our words, our body language, our actions shouldn't be sending out any message or any vibes of this strong desire to be right or to win. Our relationships, whether it's a marriage or other family relationships, some of us are in family businesses, but relationships with our friends or or any other people, I don't think that's a place to be practicing this desire to win at all costs, this desire to be right. All of us are involved in teams in one way or another. They may be at work, in our community. We may be on boards or involved in committees or um, maybe be connected to people at church or, or at school or anywhere in our community. Same thing. We need to learn how to communicate and and learn to avoid communication that sends the message that we're looking to fight, we're looking to be right, we're looking to win. And then this last category that I just talked about, I think some of that comes from we feel or people get the idea that if they're right or if they win, that's how we increase our value. 
that somehow if we're talking with somebody and we're not right, that means that we're not as smart as the other person or we're of lesser value. That's not the case at all. Whether we're right or not, whether we win an argument or a communication does nothing to do, has nothing to do with our value. And, and I might even say that I believe that if we're being competitive and fighting to win, it decreases our value, especially as a communicator. So outside of, of life or death situations or professional sports, I believe the goal maybe still should be to win from the standpoint we want to be successful in life. Whatever we take steps to do, whatever is important to us, we should strive to be successful. And a lot of times that includes this idea or this concept of winning. But it's not win at all costs. It's not win at the sake of, of causing conflict or strife or problems with another person. So I, I'm going to give you a, a bunch of things that we can do to be a better fighter or to maybe change how we fight. But this podcast is, is already long enough and I, I don't have enough time to include those things in. So we're going to talk about on the next podcast. So until then, think about, be more aware or conscious of your, your communication and how maybe your competitiveness or potentially words or body language might be sending out a message of fighting. And think about your desire to change that. And next time, next podcast, I'm going to give you some ideas, tips, tools to do just that. We look forward to next week and part two of Becoming a Better Fighter with Hank Wagner. For archived podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. 